Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. My name's Coriander Dickinson, and I used to have a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016, where I would watch Kamen Rider Ghost with my friends Heather and Kate. I've asked Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hello. So listen to that podcast and give me feedback on it. So now we're here at episode 34. Got it? Nope. I'm clicking, I'm clicking so fast. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, I'm good now. Okay. Hey. Three, two, one. Episode, episode 34. 34. Miracle, miracle icon, icon for Miracle, for miracle Boy. Boy. Episode 34, Comrider Ghost. Mr. Steampunk has a new scheme involving naps, and Taco Time is running is back to running out of time. We hope he gets to fight an elaborate wedding cake. Uh, so is this the bracelet thing? Yeah. yeah. This one was fucky. Yeah. Really weird. I recall finding this two-episode arc kind of boring. It's the only time the series has actually had gnomes in it, which by this time was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's in the next episode, though. Yeah, there was yep. not an actual gnome yet. I can see that that's going to throw you guys for a loop. Yeah, no, this is the episode where where Spectre's sister complex is is made no longer Explicit. subtext. <laughs> yes, it's 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 text rather than subtext now. Not 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 great. Not great. A little look. upsetting. A little upsetting. Are, are we going to play the theme song? Oh. Oh, oh yeah. I see how it is. Okay, I want to try muting my microphone while I play this. I want to see if that works. Because I've never tested that. Alright. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving, Coriander is back. The bestest post that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghost Watch 2017. Have you guys ever watched Dollhouse? Yes. Ian, Ian watched it. Uh... The, the Joss Whedon show, right? Yeah. Yeah beginning of this is like igor is running some kind of weird shitty dollhouse oh totally (laughs) (laughs) but if the dollhouse was in like a converted preschool nap room yes i don't think it's a preschool i don't know what it is there's markers and stuff there's art supplies my wife does work in a government building that also has a lot of taxidermy in it so i don't know if that's a thing that wasn't taxidermy, though. It would be way cooler if it was taxidermy. Oh, was it stuffed animals? Yeah. I thought there was taxidermy. There's definite taxidermy in that room. Is there? I didn't yeah. see any taxidermy. There's like an entire goat. Okay. What? Mountain sheep. Maybe next episode you'll see it, because there's, there's more significant napping in the future. Okay. I feel yeah. like I would have noticed this taxidermy animal, because I I love taxidermy. There's several birds, mostly just ungulates, I think. There was taxidermy in another episode. Yeah, with Robin I'm kind of confused. Yeah. Maybe it's the same place. <laughs> Could be. I just heard stuffed animals, and for some reason I thought taxidermy. And it's been, uh, as always, forever since I saw this episode. Oh, right. I am the only one who rewatches the episodes for this. 
Yeah, but I remember the location being kind of a, a very open, high-ceilinged uh, pine, I think, wood, exposed wood. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was a very cozy-looking space. Yeah, there's like a lot of carpeting and stuff, and I thought that the walls have kind of like painted jungle kind of stuff on them. It looks to me like a very child-oriented place. but Yeah, so it seems like an education center for like a zoo to me. Oh, mm. I could see that. But now it's a dollhouse. Yes. And you go into like the mine palace to what looks like Kokenhof. Kokenhof? Kokenhof? My Dutch okay. isn't very good. It's like the giant tulip fields of the Netherlands. Oh, uh, right. Like there, there, well, there are multiples, but the most famous like touristy one is, is Kokenhof. Uh, I didn't know, like, is that a place in Japan that has like giant tulip fields? Or is that just common nope. there? Nope, but they do love the tulip fields in Holland. <laughs> it would be very it would be very Japanese to like love the tulip fields in Holland and then make their own. Yeah. Right. Because I figured that must be it. Because I was like, surely this show with its limited budget would not decide that like our one overseas shoot will be cooking off. But this specific show has kind of a, a European fairy tale influence on it. So yes, I think that's it's true. just kind of more European culture stuff. Right. Then I, I did feel like it had been forever since Gramps had shown up, which is confirmed by the fact that this is the first time he has shown up when like, uh, PB and Makoto are around and I'm so annoyed that they recognized him and I was like oh they're doing this like revelation now and there was just no resolution yeah. yep get used to that Gramps' whole thing is so weird he goes into this like upper register coy schoolgirl kind of voice and does this like oh little old me kind of thing and it's just I forgot he was like this <laughs> well because he got used to seeing magistrate I think so you're right my expectations were were changed but dreamland is is weird no curvy stuff unfortunately but um we've got what did you guys call him butterfly boy beetle boy whose shorts are comfortable oh mm-hmm. the old man doctor who is reliving his childhood right that's why they're inside of that dream yeah when i saw his little uh, bug catcher and that there was something in it i got really excited that it might be a beetle because i love how japan has giant beetles that they get to catch as kids like that's so cool so i, I was very happy it did turn out to be a rhinoceros beetle good so you're okay with beetles but not ants yeah, no, it's specifically only mm-hmm. ants that, that weird me out, like, All right. scare me. Everything else, no problem. I've held a millipede. I said that weird. I'm tired. It was awesome. It felt like two combs were standing up on your hand. Oh, God. Yeah. That's Ugh. in Victoria. You should do it, Corey. Uh. At the, the bug zoo? Yeah. They did not have millipedes the last two times I was there. Just tarantulas. Well, those are cool, too. I went to the, I think it was the Vancouver Aquarium when I last time I was in Vancouver with my mom and they had, we accidentally walked into like a bug exhibit and we realized what we were in and we like just went nope and turned around and walked back out. Victoria's great. They've got like 
really, really large stick bugs. Like I was unaware that they could get that large, but also these really nasty looking things called like thorn bugs. Uh, that yeah. are kind of like a leaf mimicker one, but they're nasty. It's it is so cool. And I love wrong. that place. They look like a ganmiser. <laughs> yeah. I do not in general like like bugs very much. Like small bugs are okay. But anything with a lot of legs or that like locomotes in a like especially non-human way, like like tarantulas with all their legs moving like semi-independently just like really creeps me out. But they uh, have cute little fuzzy peats and they well so uh, many little cute eyes. Uh-huh. And they're just uh, like good soft friends, and if they fall a few no. feet, they're dead. Yeah, don't let them fall. Listen, I would. I would let them fall. <laughs> So when I was in elementary school, I think it was like grade two or three, somebody had a pet tarantula and they brought it to school and they were like letting people like hold it and stuff. And this one girl who was obviously too afraid to hold it was like, I don't know, challenging herself. And so she put out her hand and tarantula got put on her hand and she immediately like went bah and like bumped her hand up and the tarantula got scared and scurried up her arm onto the top of her head. And... <laughs> Aww. No tarantulas, please. <laughs> no. It's, it's a very cute story. I'm sorry. That is really cute. It's it's a cute story if you're okay with tarantulas. I would so much rather hold the tarantula than a human baby. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. God. Yes. For <laughs> no, sure. No. 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 I would. I would rather hold all the babies than a tarantula. Yeah. No. Well, babies, like on my list of things, I would drop. Yep. Wow. Like I have held babies. It's fine. I just don't want to. Oh, I hate it. So it's and I like who else can I offload this baby on? My my sister just had twins like fairly recently, so I get to hold babies like every, like semi weekly, and it's fantastic. I mean, so many nice people like holding babies. This seems to be common. I I don't get it at all. One Christmas, uh, someone handed me my baby cousin, and I was so uncomfortable that the entire family gathered around to take pictures of me and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I, I really like holding babies. They're nice and squishy and 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 warm. And as long as they're not crying, they're very nice. And they seem oh. to like me. Extremely Unlike awkward. bugs, bugs kind of seem to not like me. Bugs probably don't aren't even aware of you. That's also more true. <sighs> this actually segues. Like I was surprised with Ghostwatch twenty sixteen, um, the discussion of memories from preschool because I was like, do people actually remember? preschool because i mostly don't at all i have memories from when i was like two or younger huh. but i have one memory and you know what even this like i bet i don't actually remember it so much as i heard the story enough but yeah it would have been preschool it was like montessori and there was a show and tell and i had a giant pickle jar like the biggest size which i had filled over several days with daddy long legs oh mm. god just like a whole pickle jar just full of them and so i took it to show and tell and i don't think the other kids liked it very much what and then on the way out of class i tripped and i dropped it <gasps> no. on the stairs and it shattered <gasps> oh and god an entire pickle jar's worth of daddy long legs started running around and it was broken glass and there were children and teachers losing Jesus. their goddamn minds and I was getting really angry because I didn't want anyone to step on any of them. And I was trying to like gather them all up in my hands. 
as they were going in all different directions, and it was just, just mayhem. But that's one of the only things I can remember from like preschool type times. This is oddly relevant because uh, when I was in kindergarten, uh, I I did show and tell, and I remember this mostly because there's photos of it. Um, but I had uh, like this very nice baby doll that my grandma gave me who I named Abigail and I dressed her all up in like, like nice, like sort of like veil, like a white dress. And I brought her to school and there's like pictures of me, like holding her like a real baby and very proudly showing her off. So this, this explains why I like holding babies and you like <laughs> holding bugs. <laughs> so perfect. So this is obviously something that, that happens very young to a child. You, you make your choice, baby or bug. It's the only two options. Yes. I was given Barbies, and I discovered that heat would make their hair curl. Mm. Uh, so it's like, definitely just hold those above the oven. Like, <laughs> hot burner, hot oh pan, God. stick a Barbie's head in it. Does things. And sure, you're not a Slytherin. That's true. I'm not a Slytherin. <laughs> and yet I am. Oh, the other animal holding things story is that, uh, so I was just in London. And we were standing outside this pub drinking, which is a cool thing you can do in Europe that I still find weird. Also Japan, yes. Really like a lot of places other than North America. Yeah. 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 But so we were just standing around chatting and having a drink. And then this lady came up to ask for a lighter. And she had with her a like big bin, like a Tupperware with a tortoise in it. that's tremendous she was just carrying her tortoise around and i did not have a lighter but i did very much want to know about this tortoise and even before i got to the point of asking what was on my mind she said would you like to hold it like that's exactly what i came over here to ask you so i got to hold a tortoise and i was holding it and like trying really hard i was asking her how to do it right and she's like oh don't worry about it and she's like oh and you can kind of stroke under his head like with your hand because it's really soft. It was just the most magical experience. It was like Pine of Guinness. <laughs> Tortoise shows up out of nowhere. It's amazing. Yeah, wow. Like here we've got a guy that walks around with a rabbit on his shoulder. But that's Whoa, about really? it. Yeah. I, not as cool as a tortoise. Like there's no. little, like, like people with rats here because you can do that in BC. But yeah. also there's just... Of the rodents that you could potentially carry around, a rabbit is not a shoulder animal typically, and it's just like, yeah, I'm okay with rats, but that's mostly because my ex girlfriend had like ten rats, and so I kind of got used to it. I love rats; they're they're very smart, but they will pee on you to show affection. <laughs> a lot of animals will do that. It's a marking thing; like they like like they like to oh, okay. mark other rats is like being like part of their community or whatever. So they'll like climb over top of them and pee while they climb to like, be like, okay, you smell right now. And so they'll do that to humans too, when they're being friendly. I mean, I, I get it. And like, you know, rats stand in your truth, like do your thing. But what a, what an inconvenient intersection between rat life and human yeah. life. True. My mother tells a story about a rat that she ended up adopting. It was brought to her school for uh, an H2S uh, demonstration. And then the guy that did the demonstration of the, the poisonous gas decided to artificially respirate the rat and bring <laughs> it back to life. And it worked. 
<laughs> Amanda CPR and a rat, and mom ended up bringing that rat home. And I huh. I wish that I had a rat. That's a blessed rat. That rat has seen the afterlife. My my mom was a teacher, and she brought home. Let's see, we got we ended up with a hamster that she brought home, which was the best hamster ever. Uh, we had like gerbils for a little while. She had a hedgehog. She brought a lot of stuff home. Hmm. And the hedgehog got out of its cage once, and there were like little hedgehog footprints in the in the carpet. And it was really oh. cute. That is very cute. It was so cute. We had a series of wild animals that we adopted for brief hmm. periods of time because it was always either while trying to nurse them back to life, and then either they did and we let them go, or they didn't, and we had our little woods funeral or it was like we caught them momentarily and then just decided to let them go in the morning my dad sometimes would like there was one time that there was this big commotion outside and it was um these cats around a log and he went to check it out and it turned out that there was a least weasel that was fighting the cats in the log like a tiny tiny weasel uh like as long as your finger oh but like extremely fierce but they're also a little sausagey right like a little fat. They're not, they're not very long, but they're round. Yeah, they're round, short little weasels. Uh, and he caught it in a rubber boot and took it inside and then put it in a cage that we had and kept it there until the morning so that he could show my brother and I and then let it go. It was ready to throw down. It wanted to kill all of us, even if it was only like sure. tiny, tiny. But yeah, like we had a chickadee named Gregory Peck and we had a <clears throat> snipe named Snape. Uh-huh. We had a raven. What was the raven's name? Didn't get one. Hmm. He's not one I remember. Right, ravens don't need your names. <laughs> no. When I was down in Oregon and my mom was, she would both run the latchkey and she was working at a daycare that was attached to my school. And so I don't remember which group of kids found it, but it was a, a starling nest that had been like abandoned and, I don't know, picked over by children. But we ended up rescuing the the young from the nest and one of them died but two of them survived and did eventually grow to adulthood but so i had like two starlings that i got to like raise and teach how to fly did you name one of them clarice i threw them up in the air and then caught them in a butterfly net (laughs) (laughs) we just run around in a field that is super cute (laughs) i'm trying to remember what their name is i remember duke is the name of the one that died but I don't remember the, the other two at the moment. I'd have to ask my mother. Yeah, I feel like the raven must have had a name, and I just don't remember it. Because that was one, like, we wanted to keep that raven. The problem was that we took it to a vet because its wing was broken, which is how we caught it in the first place. My dad saw it hopping around in the woods, and he took his own shirt off to, like, catch it in. Mm, woodsy. But we eventually took it to, a like, a kind of woods vet because we thought that, you know, its wing was a problem. And uh, the vet put it down. So it was oh. like the wing oh. couldn't be set properly. But like a, a raven that just hops is fine. Yeah, like they would have looked after it. They had a giant cage and everything ready. Like they were super prepared to look after it. So they were very angry about it. So I'm sure that raven had a name. The cool mm-hmm. thing slash sad thing was that after it died, this is probably pure coincidence, but like two days later we got this huge migratory group of ravens like literally every tree and like fence post was covered in ravens like the sky was black with them i've never seen anything like it Hmm. Uh, 
That's a very so cool. I, I like to think that it was that it was like the King of the Ravens or something. And, um, yeah, its passing was noted. Well, I mean, ravens and crows talk to each other, yeah. so it's certainly possible. I was hoping they weren't cursing us because it was like we did do our best. We're sorry it died. If a giant flock of ravens showed up to curse you, it would be pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they they're, would peck you to death. Yeah. I, I think if they were just hanging out, you were okay. I don't know. Ravens feel wily. I feel like if I was cursed by a hundred ravens, it would be something like, you'll never feel true satisfaction in life. Well, have you felt true satisfaction in life? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be the Slytherin, though. I haven't shipped the game yet. <laughs> what? Really? I know. Yeah. No. The jam games been... count. Okay, well, if game jams count, then sure. There you go. All right. Okay, common rider. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to get into a conversation about satisfaction in life because I'm going to cry. Yeah, that was last episode. It was the crying episode. But I also wanted to <laughs> know, like, how, episode. How, how long you've been in games. Like, how many how many years has it been? Uh, professionally, only two and a bit. And you were working on a project that got canceled. Yes. Yeah, I made the Beamdog client, which did go out, but wasn't a game. And then it's I worked definitely on something not a that game. got no. canceled. And then I worked on something that will hopefully ship eventually. And now I am at a new place. I mean, Sword Coast High, a Dungeons and Dating simulator, yeah. shipped in a sense. It didn't get downloadable <laughs> by the public, but it went out. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel like it shipped in, in at least two senses minimum. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shipping. Uh, but no, oh, I'm just mad because I want to ship something. But it'll happen. Anyway, Onari draws on PB's face with a marker, and that's the best thing in this episode. Yes. It's one of the best things in the series. <laughs> this whole episode, like, so I, I still feel really jet-lagged from uh, just having come back from London, and so life has been kind of weird, and this episode didn't help. I was like, yeah, is this actually happening? Because not only did the Dreamland part obviously feel very strange, but yeah, even when they go to the real world, like, Onari draws on PB's face, and then they do the whole serious henshin and everything while he has marker face. It's amazing. It just felt like I was maybe dreaming. And Makoto, this is my favorite thing Makoto's done in the series. He doesn't snitch. He sees PB's face and like looks shocked and PB says, what, is something on my face? And Onari is in the background like frantically gesticulating. And Makoto is a bro and is like, no, there's nothing wrong. Let's just fight mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other good thing is that when Takeru is fighting some Ganma, Ganmizer, all that business, just the normal ones, uh, in Dreamland, Edison and Musashi come out as jackets to fight, and Edison just has a fucking gun and walks <laughs> like slow and coolly shooting down gnomes, and he keeps saying, I am Edison. And he says, Are you Edison? No, I am Edison while shooting them. And it's amazing. That's... He's like a Pokemon with a gun. That was almost the title Edison. of the episode. <laughs> I am Edison. I am Edison. Bam. I do like the title, though, because when I heard them call Takeru Miracle Boy repeatedly, I was like, well, that that's title worthy. 
Grim is possession is a million times worse than Houdini. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that happened. It's just too much. I don't like it. And the whole like side plot where the brothers Grimm are fighting with each other. Uh, nothing. Lame. Yeah. There's nothing there. It's the, the worst depiction of the brothers Grimm in cinema history. And I include that brothers Grimm movie that Terry Gilliam made. <laughs> he be sitting on a pile of takoyaki being like a messy boy. <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that he was messy? Yeah. It, Slovenly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was some weird, like, I don't know. He was in this whole outfit. It was all reminiscent. Like, it felt very, like, juvenile. Like, it, it felt like he was dressed up like some kind of takoyaki eating baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wasn't comfortable with that. Some people won't be into that. Well, that oh know, yeah, that's what it was. I was like, this feels like something that some people are really into, and that I'm not, and I don't understand it. So I just feel uncomfortable. I appreciate I that like the uh, that the Ghostwatch 2016 crew picked up on the the fetishy nature of uh, the steampunk man getting uh, slapped by Akari. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not oh, just you me. That, that was you thought that was your thing. No, I'm just I'm just glad that I'm not the only one picking up on it. <laughs> it's because we've talked about it, but when that happened, I was like, oh, there's Adam's thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's his ship. You know, I hope that from now on, whenever you see a, a woman slap a man, you think of me. All right. That goes for you too, listeners. <laughs> I slapped a guy once. I felt really bad about it. You what? Kind of a <gasps> Did he have it coming? I mean, kind How of. How old were you? How enough. old was he? What was the What was the context? <laughs> we were in a sugar shack in Quebec in grade seven. Okay. Uh huh. He was dating a woman who was a friend of mine and wasn't treating her particularly well, but not like awful. He was just being like a teenage dude. Yeah. And um, that's that's and, sufficiently awful. Yeah, and I was I was friends with both of them. And so I was kind of trying to tell him to smarten up and he wasn't really listening and we were like goofing around. And so I kind of meant to like joke slap him, but I misjudged and did just like hit him in the face. And I did immediately regret it. And he was very shocked because like it wasn't, there was not a call for physical violence. That's the one time I slapped somebody. Okay. But you, you guys were like 12. If it was grade seven, right? No way. No, we're like 14. What? No. Grade seven's like the one grade after elementary. Yeah, grade eight's about 13 years old. 13 or 14, I think. So grade seven's a little younger. I mean, it depends on when your birthday is, I guess. I guess so. Man, I have no conception of like what ages or what. It's the middle of middle school. I don't know. My, My school ended at grade eight, and then you went to a new school for grade nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, my school ended at grade 9, and then grade 10 through 12 was high school. I've been to uh, private schools. I've I've had an elementary school that extends to, like, grade 9. I've done middle school, which is 6 to 9. I've done secondary school, which is, like, 7 or 6 to, to graduation. As there's all sorts of ways you can delineate that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what else in the episode? Alice in Wonderland, Ganma was back, which was kind of cool, but then it 
didn't get to do anything really. It was just kind of in the background. Yeah, Makoto's dream of the infinite sisters in costumes was really, really just not not good. Once again, I I well, I guess I can kind of figure out what's up with that one, but I don't I don't like it. Hmm. I mean, how are you supposed to interpret that? Like, what did the showrunners intend? You know, sister complexes are. I don't want to say exactly normal, but not uncommon in Japanese entertainment. And I think it's just sort of taken as like, probably like a joke. All right. It's like, oh, Makoto loves his sister so much. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a non-sexual love or interest. Like, it's Oh, well, there's no like a... sexual interest in Kamen Rider. <laughs> Except the slaps. Yes, aside from slapping. That's the closest you can get. <laughs> So I'm not sure what the filmmakers in this sense were trying to communicate other than Makoto loves his sister. I do think, you know what, it's just a sad reduction of characters that, like, there's so little characterization in this show that every character gets one thing. So it's like, TV loves (laughs) Takoyaki. Makoto loves his sister. And I bet they were like, this is weird. But we haven't established that he cares about any other thing. Yep. That could very well be. It's like, okay, what what does Akari love? Oh, science. Durr. Takutime loves nothing. And no one. That's, that's I am true. so angry at being deprived of finding out what Onari loves above all else. <laughs> yeah. Before I even knew what was going to go on in Dreamland, when they were figuring what to do and they decided to leave Onari out, I was already mad because I was like, there's going to be fun, cool hijinks in there and like maybe costumes and stuff and Onari's not going to get any of it. And I'm mad, but he did get to well, draw on He made his own fun. Space. Yeah. And he oh. accidentally beat up two Ganma. <laughs> yeah, which he could see and hit for some reason. Exactly. They didn't even have Spider-Lantern inconsistency the drawing on on faces this is just like an episode of childhood memories once i went to a sleepover with the same group of friends that uh i slapped that guy (laughs) and uh in the night i got up and found a pack of markers or maybe you know what i think i brought them i planned ahead and i drew on everyone's faces except for the guy who was hosting's uh younger brother who wasn't really like friends with us, but you know, he was there since he lived in the house. So I didn't draw on his face, and I did draw on my own face, and then I hid the markers in the younger brother's sleeping bag. Oh. Sneaky. <laughs> how'd, how'd that go? Uh, it all went perfectly, except for then feeling bad because, like, in the morning, it was like, oh, what happened? Oh, you know, little brother drew in all of our faces. Uh, ha ha ha. But then the dad, like, got really mad and gave this younger brother like a real talking to and everything and it was like ooh <laughs> and a little further than I intended not that I actually then owned up to it <laughs> wow. I am frankly shocked that none of your friends woke up while you drew on them yeah uh, you just I, do I would wake up like that exactly I've never believed that that was a real thing that could be done I've done it multiple times and I've never been caught like, I know people pass out Dang. drunk and it oh, happens, sure. but there's a reason they can't feel their face in that scenario. <laughs> I don't know. At least when we were kids. Did it 
all the time. Hmm. And yeah, no one ever woke up. Just did it very lightly and in, in uh, uh, small, light strokes. I still think I would wake up. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. Uh, so what did you think of the wedding cake? Oh, yeah. So wedding cake is a really interesting interpretation. I do see that. I thought it looked like fungus. <laughs> like a like Last of Us fungus? Yeah. Like a beautiful lichen fungus kind of mushroom thing. It actually, it really reminds me of this specific underwater looking, I don't know if it's a type of coral. It really bothers me because I know what it looks like. And it looks a lot like that, but I can't even remember what type of organism it is. But I thought it, it was like a fungus or like an underwater kind of thing. But um, wedding cake definitely works. I do see that. It was just also a surprise to see Latex Sweat Boy clone turn into this like flouncing, beautiful, elaborate yeah. gun miser. Yeah. This gum miser is cool. Like, I hated Pimple Butt. This is neat. I like this one. If they were more like this, I wouldn't complain so much. Oh, and the infinite suit. Takeru's new suit. It was so mm. Sailor Moon. It's all rainbows and feathers. It's like Sailor Moon S or something. Like, the third, I think, of Sailor Moon's transformations gets all right. rainbow and feather themed. Anything else to go over? These two-parters, it's like, not a lot happens. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way. It, yeah. Yeah, normally isn't. Oh, and the balloon henshin belts. Those are fantastic. And it made me want to learn how to make a balloon uh, necrom <laughs> henshin device. <laughs> Just like wear that in the poncho and be the most esoteric cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> That or walk around with a celery in your pocket. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the balloon has more longevity. Very true. Yeah, those are my notes. You got anything, Adam? I have common writer news. <gasps> oh, new segment. <gasps> the last episode of Build aired today, and I watched Aww. it, and it was good. What's the next series? The next series, which starts next week, is called Common Rider Z-O-Z-I-O, and it is the final Heisei Common Rider series because this is going to be the last Heisei year because I guess the Emperor is changing or something like that. I no, I didn't say Siri. I said <laughs> Heisei and my phone thought I said Hey Siri. You said series. Yeah, or maybe that was you did say Heisei series. That's pretty close. That's probably it. At any rate, um, nobody was talking to Siri. Uh, so they are doing, um, basically they're doing something similar to what they did with Decade, which was the 10th Heisei uh, Common Rider show. Oh, This Common Rider is apparently going to be traveling through time and gaining the power of the other Heisei riders. And instead of actually turning into like, cause Decade would just turn into the, those, those costumes, like he would henshin into the actual, or but these to, are coming the in same. as an ability, kind of like yeah, um, like for like, multiple belt abilities. Yeah, basically he's get he's getting like um, what they're calling watches, but they're these big round, chunky plastic things that he's going to put on his belt that um, transform him into a henshin that is based on that rider. So it's 
uh, similar to in in the movies and some of the the side videos where the common riders will have an ability based on a previous one and it'll look so like similar to that one but also on their theme so that's it sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting i'm on board um i'm as always disappointed that the main character is not a lady but there you go and yeah and they didn't do like the final episode of build was a final episode they're not doing an extra episode to introduce the new character or anything i guess they i think i don't think they did it last year either i think they've decided to stop doing that uh they only did it a couple times so it probably just didn't go over as well as they liked. So, um, right. but build is going to be in the first episode of the, this new show. It looks like handing off um, his power to this new guy or something like that. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I will, uh, we'll watch some episodes and I'll let you guys know how I like them. Oh, and there's going to be one last Heisei generation uh, movie with uh, the Heisei writers in it, despite the fact that the previous one was called Heisei generations final. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which in no way should imply that it was the last time. Growing up with Final Fantasy has yeah. just completely <laughs> ruined that word for me. Also, growing up with uh, people that use Photoshop. I swear to God, like just about every Sentai series, the penultimate episode is titled as though it was the last one. It's like Final Battle or something, and then there's always one more episode. And I'm like, why? It's called a denouement, Adam. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Kamen Rider and Sentai usually take the last 15, like, or the last half of their last episode as Denouement, which I appreciate. I like knowing what happened to people. Anyway, yeah. the end of Build is actually really good, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it was it was cool. Yet another good Kamen Rider series we're not watching. Yeah, it almost made me cry. Because oh. there was friendship. If you want to watch another Kamen Rider after this, you can, you can flip <laughs> a coin and be like, hey, we can watch the new one. Or... Hey, I get to pick an old one to watch. Oh well, Adam will give us—he'll give us weekly updates on the new Common Rider, and this will be a podcast about Common Rider Ghost, <laughs> Ghostwatch 2016, and also Common Rider Zio. Apparently, very vaguely about Zio. I'll be like, "Yes, it was a good episode." I'm not going to tell you what happened. <laughs> Zio Watch 2018, which is embedded inside Ghostwatch 2017. We have like 10, 15 more episodes left, and we've still got yeah. a few months, I think. I haven't run the numbers. Mm. Maybe we can't do it. Oh, I guess we've got four months. We, I mean, but considering that we're probably going to miss like at least a month worth, worth of episodes, I think we're going we're gonna to be in like early 2019 when we're actually done with Ghost. Plus, we've we got will. like a few bonus episodes to do. Yeah, with the bonus episodes in the backlog, it is true that we will like definitely be airing into 2019. Yeah. And I think probably We've recording only got at the two beginning. Two episodes um, backlogged. Oh, really? Oh, yes. We caught up because this is episode uh, thirty-four, and I posted thirty last week. That's true. But we've also got the um, Pacific, Rim. Pacific Rim episode too. Should I do that one next? Considering I'm going to be taking like a couple weeks off. Sure. Give people something a little longer, more substantial. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> really sink your teeth into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoys that because that's going to happen. But by the time you're hearing this, it will have happened. Yeah, but then yeah. they'll hear how, how excited I was for them how it to happened. have this thing. Yeah. That's the best part about asynchronous podcasting. Yes.
instead of live podcasting. Yeah. We all just record our parts separately. <laughs> no, we do our podcast like Japanese animation does their voice recording all in the same room. Unlike American cartoons where they all do them separately. Actually, I think they, I don't think that's true of all of them anymore. I don't think that's true of all of them. No. Depends on where the actors in the studio are located. Yeah, probably. I th- I don't know. I think The Simpsons probably still does it, like, separately. I bet those people don't want to be in the same room anymore. <laughs> They're tired of it. They just hate each other. Just, not even, t- like, not even hate, just like, just like, so bored. It's like, ugh, you again. <laughs> I don't know. I have a low threshold for boredom. Don't, don't base anything on my opinion. Do you? You watched all of Ghost twice. No, I watched it once. I listened to okay. I'm listening to Ghost Watch 2016 twice, but the second time it's faster. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to point out that I watched Ghost in like 25 minute chunks every week rather than like like if I tried to watch it all at once, I would have gotten bored, I'm sure. Fair. Anyway. I wanted to say thank you to anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> We really, Thanks. we really appreciate it. We do. we do really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to Pacific Rim Uprising. The yeah. review too wasn't it great? Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was, good. It was actually we mostly sad. About but... That movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I... thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Stay ghosty. <laughs> <laughs>